and asking you this afternoon, what conversation are you having with your elderly parents? Um, and if perhaps you are an elderly parent, what conversation are you having with your kids? That once you reach a certain age um, or a certain stage of your health where you're no longer able to take care of yourself, what sort of intervention would you like to see? Would you like to be taken to um, an old age home perhaps? Would you like to still remain at your house and get a nurse who's going to come and take care of you while you're at the home? Or perhaps even um, get a family member to, to come and take care of you? But is there risk in that as well? Because the family member may not necessarily be somebody who's trained um, to help um, an elderly person. And we're having this conversation also on the back of this report um, by Human Rights Watch, uh, which uh, released a 68-page report titled, This Government is Failing Me Too, South Africa Compounds Legacy of Apartheid for Older People. The report suggests that South Africa is failing to take care of its older people. It also found that the Department of Social Development has failed to allocate sufficient resources for community and home-based care support services and for non-profit organizations contracted to deliver them. Um, to tell us more about the outcomes of this report and what needs to be done to improve the lives of older people in South Africa, we are now joined by Nomsa uh, Masiko Mpaka, who is uh, the South Africa researcher at um, Human Rights Watch. Noma, uh, sorry, it's Noma. Noma now joining us on the line. Noma, good afternoon and thank you so much for, for making time for us. Speak to us about some of the key outcomes of this report. Um, good afternoon and good afternoon to your listeners. Um, well, there are a number of, of findings from the report. Um, perhaps one that I think is important for us to flag is that, you know, government targets are not based on the scale of, of needs in South Africa. Um, and that is, you know, the Department of Social Development, who is responsible for care and support services for older people, you know, sets its targets based on um, what it can afford rather than what services older people actually need. In fact, the government does not even know how many older persons need care and support services in the country. Um, but given the fact that half of all older persons, you know, have disabilities and more than half have chronic illnesses, mm. it targets of around 20%, um, you know, and for, for active vulnerable older people and 3% of vulnerable frail older persons accessing care and support services, that's far too low. Um, what we've also found is that, you know, government is actually not even meeting its own targets. So while they're not even kind of aware of the scale of the problem and the need, they're also not meeting some of their own targets that they've set. For example, in 2021, a mere 3% of 4 million older people receiving the older person's grant actually had access to care support services. Um, another key finding that I think perhaps might be important, particularly in a context such as South Africa, where, you know, people would like to believe that we care for our older person. But what we found is that there's actually an over-reliance on family members. Yeah. Um, and, and the situation for older people actually needing full-time care and support at home is particularly bleak. The government really relies on family members to provide care and support, um, leaving many older people without actually care and support that they require. One of the people that we interviewed in the Eastern Cape, for example, Nozala, who's an elderly woman, lives with her daughter who has to work. She lives in, in the rural part um, close to East London. Her daughter works um, in the city in East London, and she has to travel back and forth for work. So for most of the day, the whole day, actually, that woman is left alone in a village where anything could happen. She could be attacked, she could be raped, but that is the situation of peace. 
Yeah, and according to the Older Persons Act, who is then supposed to, to provide all of these services that are required? And the example that you just made now about reliance on on, 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 on relatives, but these are relatives that are not necessarily yeah. trained to take care of elderly people. Exactly. So what we have is that the government is meant to provide these services, and of course we have um, these centres that um, receive government funding that then run. But what we find is that, you know, often that these centers are really under, under-resourced and don't actually have enough money to provide some of these services. So what we want, maybe, maybe to give you a little bit of context, is that what, what, we, what many older persons, of course, it varies from person to person, mm-hmm. but on the whole, what we want is not to take older persons away from their community um, to, 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 to care facilities and old age homes, fail care and the rest of them. But what we want is for older people to be in their communities and for the services for care to come to them. Tend to find home-based care workers, you know, you'd have all these care centers that are within and around the community so that older people can live in dignity within the community, living independent and not being taken away. So um, what we're finding is that, um, you know, there's not even enough social workers who would then, you know, be be, be able to assist in, in in some of these these issues. I mean, there's a myriad, there's a myriad yeah. of, of issues. No, around. no, ma, please, please, I um, beg for your for indulgence. Uh, we just quickly need to go to the news headlines. Uh, when we come back, can we please continue the conversation? Because I also want to touch on the grant in aid um, that the state actually makes available, but a lot of people don't actually know that it actually exists. It's time for the news headlines. Hashtag SFMBTH. It is uh, 21 minutes uh, before 4 o'clock. Let's just quickly finish off the conversation that we started with uh, Norma Masiko Mbaga, who is a South Africa researcher at the Human Rights Watch. And this is based on the report that they've released, 68-page report titled, This Government is Failing Me Too, South Africa Compounds Legacy of Apartheid for Older People. Uh, Norma, but earlier on, you were still speaking about some of the challenges um, when it comes to actually having available mm-hmm. uh, professional nurses, but also the intervention that's supposed to come from the state. Mm. I think maybe I, I just want to pick the conversation up around kind of what the law says and sure. what it guarantees, right? Because what what we know is that, um, you know, the Older Persons Act actually guarantees older people to live, uh, the right to live in an environment that is catering for their changing capacities, right? And the Act provides for community and home-based care support services to realize this, right? Um, you know, the government um, has a duty to provide care and support services for older persons and this lies with the Department of Social Development. So what happens is that then social the, the service delivery is decentralized and provincial provincial department of social development are responsible for delivering these services in their province, right? And what happens then is that nonprofit organizations are contracted to, to deliver these services on behalf of the government. Um, and so um, the, the provincial department of uh, department of social development subsidizes NPO's costs um, for from their uh, provincial um, equitable share budget, but what we're finding is that you know the budget has been you know shrinking year, year in and year out in in, in in a number of provinces and in, in, in provinces such as the Eastern Cape, actually you know the budget has increased actually even though it has increased its effect in terms of like you know how many older persons actually are then you know met that number is still quite marginal. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, we had also talked about the granting aid. Sure, sure. Yeah. You can go ahead on the, yeah. the granting aid. So we know that. 
So, um, so the social grant under the Social Assistance Act um, is, is for those who are needing full-time support and who those who already are receiving the older persons grant or receiving the disability grant or the war veterans grant. So that is around 500 rand per month. And our finding is that, you know, the money that is provided, that 500 rand per month, is, is woefully inadequate. I mean, that 500 rand does not even pay for one day full, like a full day of support um, if, if you're basing it on the minimum wage. Um, and we have, you know, we have also your private care and support services are available, but those are only affordable to very wealthy older persons who, you know, have, you know, have retirement funds and retirement annuities and the rest of it, and that's not your average older person in South Africa. So one month of 24-hour private care and support can cost the same as four years' worth of the granting aid. And many older persons as well don't even know about the existence of the granting aid. And some of the older persons that we interviewed in the three provinces, um, and many of them attended um, our, our launch uh, this morning, Many of them did not even know about this grant and aid. It was actually through some of our interventions and connecting them with the Department uh, of Social Development FASA, to enable them to actually apply because they were eligible. So there's a myriad of issues, yeah. you know, from inadequate housing. Oh my goodness, we were in um, Alex, and we were speaking with an older gentleman who's also um, living with disability. He's on a wheelchair. And, you know, if you see the circumstances that he lives under, the fact that, I mean, just to get into his house, he can't enter his house by himself. You know, he's in a back mm. room. He has to be built in by somebody else to use just, you know, the restroom, which is, you know, just a couple of meters away from his home. I mean, it's, it's actually unacceptable. And um, we have some women, older women living in hostels, who've been living in these hostels for years, who've been on, you know, the waiting list for government housing since 1996. Um, so people are really not living in dignity. They're not living well. Um, and it's, it's the, the yeah. pictures to be. Norma, um, I know that this report looks at um, government and where government is failing. Um, but I don't know from the research that you've done, what sort of interventions do you think um, as as individual families we can come up with? And also considering, for yeah, instance, yeah, that we yeah. have people who come from rural areas, who come from townships, and with upward mobility, it is meant that they move away from their parents. Um, and as their parents are growing, growing, mm. growing older, they still do need a level of care. What is it that we can do um, mm. as the individual families and conversations that we have amongst families on how we take care mm. of our elderly people? Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, it's important, I suppose, for each family, especially if we're looking at, you know, what the family can do. Um, but I think it's important to know that in your individual case, within, if there's, you know, if it's your grandmother, if it's your mother, you know, an older uncle, what actually are their needs? Because I think if you have an elderly person with a disability, for instance, um, then, you know, your, your your remedies will be different because you need somebody who will be able to wheel them to the toilet and, and, and the various issues. So I think firstly it's important to understand the dynamics of the older person within your family and understanding that and understanding their needs. I think secondly, it would also be important to know that um, they are entitled to care and support and that there are home-based caregivers, there are private care um, facilities that can come into your home because a lot of older persons don't want to leave their home. They want to be in their community. Yeah. So there's there's a lot that can be done in terms of, you know, accessing some of the private care. And of course, it comes at a cost. 
where there are financial means and muscles and you're able to actually have somebody who can come in every day, come in every every other day to come and provide that care and support, especially if the older persons are left alone. Yeah, Noma, thank you so much for your time. Noma Masiko Mbaga is a South Africa researcher at uh, the Human Rights Watch.